Well, hello and welcome back to this edition of Toddcast, everything going on in Blue Valley Schools. And today we've got a great uh, conversation for you um, to talk about our Center for Advanced Professional Studies and its Executive Director, Corey Moan. Hi, Corey. Hi. How are you? I'm fantastic. How are you? Awesome. We're so glad that you're able to join us. And uh, I think, is this your first time on our podcast? It is, yes. All right. Well, we'll have to make sure that it's not uh, uh, your last, and certainly we'll uh, keep coming back because uh, CAPS is such an exciting uh, program for us and honestly one of our signature programs here in Blue Valley that uh, uh, really is across the country, and we'll talk about that in, in a little bit. But for some of our listeners, um, elementary or they're new to our district and they don't know necessarily um, – about CAPS or don't know anything other than the fact that it's a program offered to our um, high school students, um, give us our elevator speech about what CAPS is and what it does for our kids. Yeah, fantastic. So CAPS is an opportunity for our students as they're kind of finishing up their experience with Blue Valley as they are matriculating into the junior and senior year of their high school experience to have a chance to dig in and do some self-discovery and exploration of what who they are and what's out there for them based on what they've learned what they learn about uh, themselves and it's very much a program that is connected to the community here um, both the kind of our area of johnson county but also the greater kansas city area so that we give those kids a chance to explore how they might deploy themselves and, and so that involves a high level of connectivity with corporations, with startup companies, but also nonprofits, and even work that happens here in our own school district. Yeah. So um, working together and creating a set of experiences as the curriculum where the students get to work much like, I often say, um, consultants mm-hmm. to our community. Um, so we, we set up um, business projects they can work on. They have a period of time, whether that be one week or four weeks or sometimes the length of a semester, to actually work with a company or a nonprofit, uh, help them solve real problems they may be facing, um, and a bite-sized portion of that, and then be able to deliver back something that they can then know is a relevant experience, something that is taken seriously and that could actually be implemented in a real workplace. So it's a really exciting, engaging place to be. I have so much fun, as you know, working over there, and uh, it's great. Well, and so do our our students. You know, that that real, authentic, relevant, um, profession-based experience uh, is so important for our our students because – uh, certainly, they're thoughtful, and they are with their parents as well as our counselors about selecting the strands that they want to go in. But I've I've always said that I think that um, the understanding of either what I don't like or what I'm not very good at uh, is just as powerful as that experience that we find out what I'm truly gifted at and and want to do. Yeah. So uh, I know that we we serve both of those interests. Uh, Absolutely. In, in caps. So a little bit by the numbers. Um, how many students do we have? 
Yeah. So uh, this school year, um, this semester, we have a little over 600 students mm-hmm. that are a part of us, somewhere around 650. That divides between a morning and an afternoon session. Right. So for those less familiar with the program, it's it makes up, uh, out of a traditional seven-period day, it makes up a three-period block. Right. So we have an afternoon group and, and then uh, the morning group before them. Mm-hmm. And they're with us for about two and a half hours every day, minus right. the early start days where it's a little shorter. Sure. And uh, the number of strands that we have available? Yeah. So um, we we call them strands. You can think of them as industry cluster Mm -hmm. um, components of our community. Uh, So we have six kind of overarching organizing um, labels there. Uh, And then within those, a number of those strands have multiple classes. So a student that gets in, for example, to a healthcare and medicine strand Mm -hmm. would have the opportunity to take up to four or five different experiences within that. Um, So lots of opportunities for kids. Um, We know that at that age, uh, you have a lot of different ideas of what you might think you want to do and that that may not necessarily be true. And you mentioned the value of what we would call try it out, rule it out. And (laughs) and that is a, we celebrate that. Absolutely. and, And I think in the past, students have felt... I know when I was in school, if I tried something and I didn't like it, it almost felt like a failure mm-hmm. and that that was something I should either be ashamed of or I should hide from people. And to get be, beyond that, to say, you know what, if you learn something as a result of trying something and not liking it, it's a huge win. Absolutely. So, um, so yeah, lots Great. of opportunities for kids. That's fantastic. And the the current enrollment that we have and what is projected for the second semester is a is an all time high for us. It is. It is. You know, a program that started and you know part of the fun of being here to talk to you is we're at basically a ten year anniversary yeah. of the program in Blue Valley. Uh, you know, started with uh, what we what we would call a handful of kids, right? Mm-hmm. A little over a hundred kids that were early adopters, but. You know, now we're at a place where this year is the largest enrollment we've ever had. Um, when we get past the second semester, if you count the number of semesters taken between first and second semester, you know, we're pushing 1,300 experiences for kids. That's amazing. Um, yeah, and it's pushing almost now 40% of our students when they graduate have had at least one semester of CAP. So that's a very significant milestone. People should be very excited about the fact that kids are getting that experience. Absolutely. Something yeah. to celebrate. Absolutely. So you mentioned... Um, celebrations in uh, this is our 10-year anniversary uh, of that and um, I know that neither of us were here that's right when when it (laughs) when it started but um, it was really born out of a conversation between the board and Dr. Trigg um, as I understand it Mm -hmm. and so tell us a little bit about the history that we both accepted and then we'll talk a little bit about as um, our own experiences that we have in CAPS and kind of um, a little bit about the future. Absolutely. Well, it's fresh in my mind because we've had a couple of tour groups come over to CAPS today, and and they ask the same question, like walk us through the history lesson of how this even got started. Often when people come and experience our environment, which I would welcome anyone listening to this podcast, if if you ever want to just open the doors and kind of, Mm -hmm. you know, look under the hood and see what we do, we're very open to that. We love that. But, uh, but they ask a similar question, and um, it's, it's interesting. You know, you had a, a board of education at the time that was very much business-minded um, in all the best aspects of that, right? They, they understood what was going on in the community. They were engaged in, with some of our tremendous corporate partners in the area. Uh, you had a superintendent in Dr. Trigg who had a vision for something 
that would go beyond just the outstanding academic performance that we've had in this district for many, many years. And that kind of almost the eclipse of the two kind of coming together uh, at, the, at the right time created a conversation around, is there something that we're missing in terms of the final product of a student leaving mm-hmm. our system, right? Is there something that we could do, even though we're knocking out of the park on scores, we're highly ranked across the country, right. you know, all those academic chops were there. Was there, is there something that could be added to the mix that would give our students a great chance at success? And uh, my understanding of all of those conversations and exploration was that it was identified that not every student, even with great academic rigor, was leaving and having great success navigating college and or having the skill set when they got to their first job. And with the board that was business oriented, they ask some really interesting questions like, what would it look like if we just shot our kids and fast forwarded them past high school and college and dropped them into an experience that would essentially be their first career experience? And uh, you know, we're, we're sitting here talking about this having experienced caps for a number of years. Right. Think 13 years back when this right, conversation right. is happening, exactly. how foreign of a concept right. that really is. And uh, even talking to some of these groups visiting from out of town, I mean, they still see that as just a radical idea. Mm-hmm. And in many ways, it still is. So um, so that was the beginning of it. And, uh, you know, great work done here by Superintendent Trigg, many of the workers here in district office, stakeholders across the district convening and visioning kind of what would this be and um, kind of getting a plan together, the board approving the move forward, and then the hire of the first executive director, Donna Deeds, Donna, now yeah. Donna McDaniel. Right. Um, you know, and then kind of doing a startup effort to get the program off the ground and um, started, as I said, with a, about 100 students, grew, kind of doubled the next year, doubled the next year, had a little bit of a plateau in year four and five, and then it really took off again. Um, and I've been involved for a little more than five years now, and um, it's just been a life changer, just an incredible experience to, to work with students, to give them the freedom to stretch their wings a little bit, to chase after their own learning experience, and to bring resources in. And they, I tell you what, these community partners and business partners, they absolutely love engaging with students, and they're always surprised how much these students can do for them. Yes, yeah, I, I think that that's one of the the learnings that our community has is that um, our students are ready to step in and fill some voids um, in um, in the workforce, and uh, they don't necessarily have to wait to have that college degree in order to do it. They're they're talented, they're eager, they're hungry, they're willing to learn, try things, and and uh, modify. So. Uh, again, if anyone is listening and, and you know needs that type of infusion of energy uh, in their system, give us a call because we're right. uh, we're always looking for partners uh, for our students to have experiences uh, like that. So, um, so five years that you've been uh, with Caps, we talked about the the great work of Dr. Trick and and Donna Deeds McDaniel's and many um, board members and and others that went to stand this program up. And uh, now we've kind of been entrusted with its uh, maturing. And now we're kind of taking a look at, you know, what's next uh, for for the opportunity. So talk a little bit about uh, the expansion of this idea of CAPS, because it really was born right here in Overland Park, but it's really kind of expanded now. 
uh, internationally even, yeah, and yeah. Uh, which is exciting for us. And um, and what you see ahead? Yeah. So you know, I was reflecting back on earlier today, even on my early days, first few weeks mm-hmm. and months of being in the position, and what the challenges were at that time, and really the vision for what was the next iteration of CAPS. You know, when you come in and you have the great opportunity and you're entrusted with a powerful program and brand that's not just known and appreciated by the district, but is known by the community at large. I mean, I came in from an entrepreneurship background and working with entrepreneurs in Kansas City. And believe me, five years in, people in the entrepreneurship community knew CAPS. Mm. I mean, I worked in a... The word spread quickly. Yes. My job had really nothing to do with education where I came from, but I knew of CAPS, and I had been to meetings at CAPS, and um, while I didn't know all the intricacies of it, it was a very well-respected brand. So you can imagine it's like the Fabergé egg, right? You come in <laughs> you come in yeah. from the outside, and, and you're entrusted with something, and you have a uh, this kind of strong sense that gosh, I hope I don't drop this thing, right, right. <laughs> you know? And uh, it was a little, you know, it's it's a big deal. And and I really, it came to, I came to this uh, understanding really after going out and visiting with members of the advisory board for CAPS. Because as you, as you do when you start a new job, just like you did, sure. you go out and you meet with the key people and right. you try to get to know as many people as possible and you want to hear from them what's working, you know, what would you like to see happen and... And I had this, you know, kind of daydream that I would go out and visit with all these folks and they would say things and I would be nimble enough to weave it all together and say, this is the answer that everyone will love. (laughs) And what I found was everyone was so passionate about this. They were so passionate about CAPS and what it was doing. And it was a great thing. But they also were so enamored with it that they all had their own ideas of what the future should look like. Mm. And Every meeting I had, I got more and more anxious that there was no possible way to um, get everyone 100% of what they wanted. And, uh, but it just an in- incredible environment around, around this program. And so when we think about where we are now, you know, we've, we created, because of a lot of demand from outside of our district, we saw that there were partners beyond our own region. And one of those things that I was clearly tasked with when I started was not just figuring out how to grow the program locally, but it was, what is the next iteration of this? Mm -hmm. How do we stay on the edge? How do we make sure that we don't just say everyone's patting us on the back and we've got a really innovative model and people are coming to see us. And so let's just keep doing what we're doing. How do we push the envelope? And it became clear as we continued to have conversations and just paid attention to what was happening around us, that there was a lot of energy of, of potential partnership that sat outside of our geographic boundaries. And there was also interest in from groups from other parts of the country in what we were doing and how could they do something similar. So we had to navigate. What did that mean? Uh, Obviously, first and foremost, we're focused on Blue Valley. We're focused on the students and the instructors here and what's valuable to them. But in that question is what is best for them? How do we stretch them? How do we grow them? How do we get better connections for our kids? Uh, and in in all of that noise of things going on, it started to become clear that part of the answer for where we're headed is we have to find a way to build connections so that when our kids are seeking value, whether that's their college experience or it's an employer 
or it's a teacher looking for really good professional development or innovative ideas, that they have warm connections where they can get going. And so it, it kind of converted into this thing we call CAPS Network. And so how, how, how many districts, yeah. how many yeah. satellites, if you will, or, or replicators? Yeah. yeah, so we set up uh, opportunities for these programs to officially join us. And we kind of talk in this, I call it, back at CAPS, we have a, on my whiteboard just a series of numbers. I call it our locker locker combination because otherwise it doesn't make sense to people. But, um, but we call anyone that's kind of uh, created a brand with CAPS and is in a partnership with us an affiliate. And so we have 56 now affiliates of the CAPS program. And some of those affiliates, as you well know from your work in um, North Kansas City, are multiple districts right. that come together for efficiency purposes. Mm-hmm. And so we count separately the number of school districts. And so within those 56 affiliate programs, we actually have 112 school districts Amazing. that are partnered or are sending students. And then if you look at it geographically, the third number that we use in our, <laughs> in our locker combination is the number of states where we have a presence. And we just recently added a program up in the state of Michigan. Before that, there was a program that was added in California. So we're up to 16 states that have at least one CAPS program. And then we mentioned earlier that there's actually a program in Mumbai, India, that launched in August and is running an entrepreneurship strand of CAPS. And we're we're testing and experimenting with this idea of a virtual support model. Mm -hmm. It's not the easiest thing in the world, nor is it... Probably the <laughs> the uh, most fiscally prudent answer to fly out there and like be right. on the ground with them. Um, so, how do you use technology? And we've been able to do some interesting things. It's meant a few nights where I've had to chime in at 9 p.m. because it's you know 9 a.m. there or roughly that. But uh, it's working really well. So excited about it, excited about the opportunities it presents for our kids and our teachers. And uh, we see these things come together, events and other things where students come together. Yeah. So you mentioned that um, I had some familiarity with CAPS because of the work in a, another district in in, um, in Missouri. And so six and now seven school districts went together to uh, to kind of form that, that Northland CAPS. And one of the things that I valued then, and it's only becoming more um, of a strength for our CAPS program here in Blue Valley, but also through the network, is this this notion that I can get an experience in a specific location with a specific business partner, but that business partner could have a regional, if not national, reach. And so now I can pick a, uh, a project that really uh, is virtually done across this network and it just kind of expands you know, we talk about maybe breaking down the the classroom walls this this really kind of explodes it yeah. and yeah. um and i think that when we're our kids are looking for experiences that can be uh differentiators for them right i mean all of our students when they leave us they have a they have a pedigree of coming from blue valley they've got a gpa they have a set of coursework they you know they have all of those things and quite frankly, there's a lot of other students from other districts that have those things as well. That's right. What makes my experience unique? How can I express that in such a way where um, I can I can capitalize on that? Whether it's for scholarships, whether it's you know for the the college of uh, of selection that I want, or you know ultimately the the path that I want in, in a business. And I just think that mm. that caps in its network and the opportunities and the work that 
that uh, you have continued that uh, we inherited with a Fabergé yeah. egg, <laughs> and <laughs> right. now right. now are uh, creating uh, you know even more uh, wealth and and value in that uh, is just uh, tremendous. And so I, I just want to say to our parents that or anyone that's listening to this that um, uh, check out Caps. Uh, it, it is it, it really is an awesome opportunity for our kids. And uh, we want you to be involved as a business partner. We want you to be involved as a mom or a dad of a student that has that experience. And uh, we've got great connections in our high schools with uh, the work that you and Chad Ralston have done uh, with our high school principals and counselors in order to uh, kind of replicate some experiences there that can be, you know, accepted. And and, uh, we just bolt on uh, greater opportunities to it once they once they get to us as a junior or senior. Yeah, that's right. You know, something you just said, um, it reminds me, and I think it's an interesting um, conversation that comes up with students, which is this question of if I participate in the CAPS program or I do something like CAPS, how does this play out as I'm looking for my next opportunity? And when the program started, there were a lot of questions from our parents in particular about does this put my student at a disadvantage right. if I'm not taking another right. two or three AP and rightfully classes? rightfully so, right? It's, 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 it's yeah. a legitimate question. and certainly was, you know, 10 years ago. Right. Uh, what's interesting now, we've seen that flip. We have, we have parents that usually when they, for lack of a better word, maybe get a little bit um, agitated about things, it's because they can't get exactly what they want at CAPS, as opposed mm-hmm. to that this is causing me to miss out on on AP or others. But we, we had a student that actually approached me and asked a question kind of around this and said, what would your advice be? And, I, and my response was, I think you need to think through, do you want to be playing the commodity game or do you want to be a differentiated product? Right. Because just as you said, think of a college admissions officer, how many numbers of GPA Correct. and class rank and, you know, it, at some point, all of those students are looking the same. Right. I hate to say that, but it's kind of right. how it works. Mm-hmm. And so what does it mean to take still a very rigorous academic performance, but then be able to say, look, I did work for Garmin. I, I worked a project that got implemented with Black and Beach Engineering. That stands out. And so, I mean, that I think that's the ultimate question. If you think you can win the commodity game, by all means, but that's going to be – that's tough. Any business would tell you that. Yeah, I think it's growing um, more and more difficult uh, for our students to um, be differentiated. And so CAPS is a, is a great opportunity, but the other challenge for us is what are some other ways in which we can help our students show a, a differentiation yes. of their skills and their aptitudes and, and their experience here in Blue Valley. So it's it's serving as a model for us to think differently Absolutely. in other ways about how we can uh, expand uh, student opportunities. So, Absolutely. Um, and, again, just another shout-out to past board members, uh, certainly Dr. Trigg and Donna Deeds McDaniels for the great work that they did, and and we feel I I know that I feel, and I think I can speak on behalf of you. We feel uh, lucky and privileged and honored mm. to have the opportunity to to grab this work and extend it, and um, it's it's challenging, uh, but it's very very opportunistic, and and I think the future is really really bright for opportunities for our kids in our school district in the future. 
and it's just fun. Yeah. I mean, honestly, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I don't know what I looked like yesterday when I came. We had the strategic planning <laughs> conversation, right. but I, I, I pretty well feel like I was floating because we had come from a big student event oh, where right. we actually yeah. brought together. To tell our listeners yeah. about that. So, well, and I just use it as an example of just how blessed I really feel um, to be, one, in such a great organization as Blue Valley Schools, um, top-notch, uh, had a great experience, wonderful people, unbelievably talented people on this team all across the board um, and everyone listening should feel really honored to, to be in in and around the school district um, but we came from an event where we actually were leveraging the power of having connections with other school districts to work with a business partner who wanted to do something metro-wide here in kansas city uh, mazuma credit union um, and they said if you can pull students from different parts of our footprint we will present them with a real authentic challenge of something we're faced with in the credit union industry. We'll give these students free reign of our headquarters building. Now think about this. We had 60 <laughs> students from seven yep. different school programs show up with, along with their teachers and sponsors. Business is still happening, right? I mean, that, right. the place is still full of you know, the employees and, and the C-suite and everything. They're all there. But we've now just dumped, you know, 60 teenagers into this building. <laughs> and they, they, the CEO comes out and tees up, hey, here, we're glad you're here. We have challenges we're facing. We need a fresh perspective. We are coming to you. You're our consultants. We need you to work for the day. We will feed you. We will. They even had, this was hilarious to me. They were carting around monster energy drinks oh. and like delivering them wow. to these students. Yeah. And I said, are you sure you want to do that? <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, but this it made the students feel very empowered. Like this is important work. They look yeah. at all that they're doing. They're right. rolling out the red carpet here and they positioned the students all through the building and, and they had three hours now. And we, the cool thing for me, this was something I thought was really cool. We mixed the teams of students. So, no two students from the same program were on the same team. Nice. You had teams of five. So a Blue Valley student working with a Northland Cap student, working with a student from Frontier STEM Academy and mm -hmm. Casey Moe with a center high school student with a DeSoto student. And they got to know each other. They had to figure out how to work in a team pretty quickly, how to present and make it a seamless presentation. I mean to tell you, it was one of the coolest things. And I see a lot of cool things in my job. Mm -hmm. I mean, I really, I'm so blessed. This was one of the coolest things I've ever seen. And so I come into the strategic planning meeting last night. I must have looked like I was just bouncing all over the place. <laughs> I was so excited about how it happened. And yeah. they gave out, they ended up giving out to the students that came up with great ideas. Um, they gave away prize money. I mean, they gave these kids money for their education. Um, they said, we want to do it again. That's great. And that's the kind of stuff. I mean, these are, and the kids walked out of there yeah. on the top of the world. And so that we want that as you mentioned, for every student, Absolutely. not just cap, cap students, every student needs, deserves that. Absolutely. Well, Corey, thanks so much. This is, um, this has been a, a great walk down memory lane as we celebrate our, <laughs> yeah. our 10 year anniversary of caps, but also, um, uh, I think as our listeners can hear both in your voice and the things that we, we have talked about, there's a great opportunity in the future, uh, for caps, um, the caps network, but certainly for, uh, students here in blue Valley. So thanks very much for joining us. We greatly appreciate it. Yeah. We also want to, uh, say to you, thank you for listening. And, uh, we appreciate, uh, your support of the blue Valley schools that allow us the opportunity to create opportunities with, um, our business partners like Corey described. So thanks very much and go out and make it a BV best day.